Welcome to Radical Urgency. I'm Cam Gallant. When we're young, we have a ton of vitality. Everything is exciting. We're asking all sorts of questions, you know, like, why do I have to clean the table? Why does my chicken nugget not look like a dinosaur? We're full of life. We're full of energy. But as we get older, we tend to lose that. We're maybe not as happy as we hoped we would be. Maybe we're still waiting for that special somebody. We're going to talk about bringing energy back. Let's imagine that we're watching a sports game. And this is your favorite team. You are a huge fan. But you're realizing that they really suck. The players are kind of half-heartedly moving around. They're hanging their heads. One player just threw off his jersey. And even the cheerleaders, like the cheerleaders suck. They are not cheering for the team. Well, they're kind of cheering for the team. They're like, we might be behind. Uh, screw it. There's next time. Yeah. Woo. As a fan, you're probably going to be pretty upset, and you're going to have a hard time cheering for this team. You would expect them to be accountable to their managers, to themselves, and to the fans to keep trying even when it seems like the game has already been lost. But here's the thing. Every day, there is a game going on in our lives, and every day we have a decision for how we show up. Even the days when nobody seems to be watching, there's always at least one spectator, and that is you. The sports players that we get really excited about exude vitality. Who are you being? Are you being that sports team that's tearing off the jersey, that's being lazy just because you're a little behind? Or are you being the sports team that people cheer for and go crazy over? Picture vitality like a magnet that draws people in. If we want more, if we want more good relationships, if we want more money, if we want more fulfillment for what we do on the day-to-day, -day, we'll get this by bringing more vitality into our lives. So here's how you do that. Step number one is just being aware that something may be lacking. With vitality, we want to focus on things that are going to give us energy. We had this when we were children. When we were kiddos, we're bouncing off the walls, doing all sorts of crazy stuff, and we don't give a shit about who is watching or what people think of us. And obviously, as we grow older, a lot of this is corrected out of us. They want us to fit the mold. They want you to sit and ask for a bathroom pass at school. And then they want you to graduate and go to college, and graduate, and get a job. And all this stuff, it's not bad. I'm not bashing jobs, or college, or school in general. The problem is, these can often have an unattended side effect. And that is sucking the vitality out of your life. Step number two is leveraging our time. You might be doing that right now. Maybe you're listening to this podcast as you're driving, as you're at the gym, or out on a walk. That's leverage because it's allowing you to do more with your time. 
Another way to add more energy into our lives and utilize leverage is to try something totally new. When you're doing something totally new, your brain is forced to make new connections and to basically learn on super speed. One final means of leveraging our time is getting real feedback instead of trying to think about everything and model everything in our heads. When the iPhone was first introduced, it had a small and scratchable screen. It had no front flashlight. You needed to download a sketchy flashlight app. It had really poor service, and it was the best that Apple could do at that time. Had they sat and continued to think about all the possibilities for a better iPhone, they would not have come up with an iPhone that's as good as what we have today. But by putting that out and then getting real-world feedback, they were then able to make a better product. When we take a small action, nothing too crazy, but maybe a little uncomfortable, we do the best we can right now. And by doing that now, one year from now, one month from now, you are going to be better at what you do than you would be if you just thought for a longer amount of time. Overthinking might get you marginally better, but it's not going to get you substantially better. The third step, and this is the one that ties it all together, the third step is following your curiosity. You have obligations, and I imagine right now you probably have very little time. Maybe just an hour, maybe a handful of minutes a day. So we need to capitalize on making that time worth it. And what's going to be tempting that can fight the temptations of Netflix or Facebook or TikTok? It's probably going to have to be something that you're excited about. It's going to have to be something that gives you a wow. It's going to have to be following the curiosity. James Clear, in his book, Atomic Habits, talks about four different ways to solidify a habit. And these are make something obvious, attractive, easy, and satisfying. Now we can see the things that addict us often do this, and that's why we need something potent, like following our curiosity. Something that, by definition, is going to excite us. So what do you want? Maybe you know, maybe you don't. It doesn't matter so much because you don't have to know definitively. Instead, focus on the smaller curiosities and explore those threads and see where they take you. Right now, you have the best data set you ever will for today. Because tomorrow, 8 billion people will have made decisions that, for better or worse, change the world in some small way maybe in some large ways. So right now, you have the best information to act. If you wait until tomorrow, your decisions are 8 billion decisions outdated. I want you to start thinking about your life in terms of energy and time. When you spend a certain amount of time with somebody, 
do you leave that conversation feeling more energized? Are you excited? Do you feel great? Or do you feel a little drained? It doesn't really matter that we don't have everything that we're curious about become some sort of passion, right? You think of a plant, it might spread a thousand or ten thousand seeds, and only a couple of those maybe will sprout. But that is still enough for the plant to reproduce. And heck, if you look at humans, according to MyoClinic, sperm density ranges from 15 to 200 million per milliliter. But we don't really mourn the loss of sperm. You have a kid, and as the kid grows, you're not like, oh, I love the kid, but I feel so bad for those 150 million sperm that never made it. No, you're like, wow, I love my kid. The same is true with our different interests and our different curiosities. You might have 10, 100, 1,000, 10,000 false starts. But in the end, you're not really going to mourn those things that didn't work out. You're eventually going to strike gold and find the thing for you that is captivating, is exciting, just like that almost tangible excitement you had when you were a kid. That's what I got for you for today. If you liked this, please consider following the podcast, uh, sharing a screenshot on your Instagram stories. The more people that share and react to this content, the more that platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts share these ideas with more people.